This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. It was a super wild card weekend in the NFL. We've got ourselves Cardinals Rams coming up to, uh, you know, uh, to cap off a wild weekend. It was uh, in the National Football League, Uh, but I don't think anything is going to get as much discussion as to whatever the hell that was in Dallas yesterday. Good God, man. Uh, (laughs) man. Dallas Cowboys are a disaster to watch at times, and I can't figure it out. We have the same conversations about this team every year the past few years I cannot figure this team out LeVar too many mistakes early on first and foremost Um, on offense they they were making way too many mistakes I, I think that they got way too cute if you're asking me as as someone who believes that they're pretty adept at at how how things work in the football arena Jonas I mean, CeeDee Lamb didn't even have, if I recall, not even a reception almost in the first half of the game. I'm Maybe not one in the first half of the game. Uh, they had that conversation when Philly was playing. Like, how do you not get Devontae the ball? Yeah. So so to me, when, when you start looking at why things didn't go the way that, that it seemingly was supposed to go, in big games you got to go to your big dogs. And on offense, I just did not see a game plan or continuity uh, that was was on the level where you felt as though they could win the game. And then transverse, you know, the, the opposite side of it, you saw very much them highlighting Debo. It's like, here's your guy. It's Debo. Debo's getting the ball. And you know what? Debo got the ball. Let me tell you something. I used to tell Saquon, I told Saquon this on the sideline one time while he was still in college. I said, you know, the wind blows hardest at the top of the flagpole. Everybody's heard it's cliche probably, but it does blow at the at the top hardest. And basically what that means is once people know you're good, that's when you prove you're great. When people know you can do it, when people know you're the one that's dangerous, you're the one that can win the game for them, you're the difference maker, the X factor, and you're still able to be that person in the game, that's when you know that that person really is good. And you watched Kyle Shanahan methodically work Debo into to to the game plan. Now, you got other guys involved uh Give much respect and props to to Garoppolo. He tried to mess it up, but <laughs> he tried to mess it up. But he pulled it. He pulled it through. You yeah. know, he pulled it. He pulled it together, and um, they found a running back. They found a running game. If he can stay healthy, and uh, you know, I think a lot of people knew that this San Francisco team was dangerous. I, I will say this: you were saying for, it all last week. To, to yeah, your credit, they're dangerous. They they are a dangerous team. But I will say this, that was probably more of <clears throat> that was more culpability on on the Dallas side. And and I think more so on on the offensive side of the ball. Like I don't think the defense had a great great day. I mean, Randy Gregory, all intents and purposes, could be considered someone who costed them the game with all the, 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 the penalties that he got during yeah. the game. Um 
But it's just, you know, what's interesting is Dallas was personnel-wise the better team. They oh, were the better 100%. team. Yeah, they were the better team. Hey, LeVar, it's hard to find many teams in the NFL that have a better roster than Dallas. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I'm like I don't know that you can name four or five teams just off the top of my head that would have a better roster than the Dallas Cowboys, and that's that's part of the issue. Like it's it feels like here we are again. If it's not a talent issue, what is it? Is it is it a coach issue? Is it an ownership? Like, and that's you know a, a whole conversation in itself. To your point on Debo Samuel, um, I, I know people loved him at South Carolina because obviously I follow South Carolina, and they've been raving about him and just his talent for a long time. And he did great things at South Carolina when they weren't a very good team. And I remember looking at some of the uh, the betting odds uh, during the course of the season. I saw this a few weeks ago where they said uh, offensive player of the year. And he was like third in the running. And I thought, why, why Debo Samuel? And then I watched the game yesterday. I go, oh, okay, that's why. Like, he, he literally is their secret weapon that's no longer a secret, as you pointed out. Uh, and, and I think he deserves a lot of the, uh, the credit for what happened in San Francisco and why they were able to get it done on the road yesterday. He's yeah. awesome. He's I mean, awesome. You got to go to your horses. And he, he was the horse. Even when they needed a first down to try to ice the game. Yeah. <laughs> who they giving the ball? Like, the ball is going to Debo Samuels. <laughs> right. And you still couldn't stop him. You know, you still couldn't stop him. So, to me, to me, looking at San Fran, they are dangerous. They're, they did what I thought they would do up front. Now, I don't know. That that looked pretty bad with Nick Bosa. Uh, so, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how long he's out for. That uh, It would be easy to just say it's a concussion. Uh, concussion but he hit the, the thickest part of a big man's body. You know that butt area, that 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 hip and butt area. That's that is that has to be the worst place to make contact with your head and neck the way that that he did. And so I don't know if that's whiplash. I, I don't you know I don't know if that's a pulled neck, a strained neck where he won't be able to move his head around or anything like that. It's not good. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, if he if he recovers from it and can play, um, God bless. But that, that that didn't look good. So to lose him makes this a very very vulnerable team. They they had a lot of injuries um, take place. There were a lot of injuries that were taking place in some of the games yesterday. Uh, but I will say, Armstead, you know, the rest of those guys, Warner, um, the defensive backs, they, they played very well in that game. They looked good. They looked good. They looked like schematically they were sound continuity-wise. They were sound. They were able to do basically what they wanted to do. And for those to say that it got kind of interesting at the end and they were coming back and this and that, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's vintage, vintage Cowboys. Yeah, San Fran was the better team the entire game. I'll be honest with you. When they went down ten, we were texting, and I think it, when they went down ten nothing, I think we all just kind of said, "That's it." Like, like yeah. it, it just you got the vibe that even with all that talent on offense, with all those weapons that Dak has, it just felt like one of those games that Dallas was shook early and had no answers for afterwards. Now, the, the big topic of conversation is going to be whatever the F that was at the end uh, when uh, Dallas was, you know, uh, trying to get down uh, for a potential Hail Mary shot to try and, you know, tie it and then potentially win on an extra point. Uh, and then Dak Prescott with 14 seconds left or whatever. 
whatever it was, decided with no timeouts, uh, this will be the time that I run the old uh, QB draw play. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, there was uh, some issues getting the ball uh, put down and getting the ball snapped. And next thing you know, yeah. uh, time runs out and Dallas loses the game and everybody's looking around like, what the hell was that? Here was Dak Prescott, the author of that confusing play yesterday for Dallas talking about it. Their guy actually did a great job of, of jumping on me. Um, kind of late, I guess you could say there, but that's that's what they're taught, right? Laying on me. I think that may have cost us extra two seconds or so, but um, as I'm getting behind Tyler to, to, to clock the ball, I saw four seconds, and then as I got hit, um, as I said, I, reached, I tried to gather myself back and still thought I had time to get it down and didn't go that way. If we're looking at it now, I could say, yeah, I could have went down five yards earlier, but um, thought I'd got us in position and thought I had time left to, to clock the ball, as I said, and something that we've practiced over and over and was going to be able to get into um, a last play scenario. Now, there's going to be people that are going to say, uh, well, you know, the official, uh, he, he, he got in the way and they couldn't get the ball down. It's like, OK, first of well, all, well, they didn't even give the official the ball. Yes, 100 percent. And and yeah. and I don't want to hear everyone can focus on the last play all they want and can say, oh, my God, you know, we, we got we got robbed. And we I mean, that should have been an opportunity to throw the ball to the end zone with the second left. Tough balls. I'm sorry. Tough balls. Yeah. If you don't don't wake up late for work. And then blame traffic for why you're late. All right, like Truth. I don't want I don't want to hear anything about it. Like you you you've almost done that before though. But go well, ahead. Yeah, Truth. I mean, listen. Truth. Sometimes you know, Truth. booze booze on weeknights get the best of me. Sometimes I don't yeah, know what to I tell could you. dig it. I uh, could dig it. But it's like you you, you wake still got to take on it though. I, I agree. It. Listen, yeah. and uh, you know you got to do what you got to do. But the whole point is, you can sit there and talk about the one moment. Or you can talk about all the other moments in that game. And San Francisco was the better team that entire game. If I, I, They led wire to wire for a reason. Yeah. They were the better team the entire game. Don't bitch and moan about the last play. Don't bitch and moan about the, the official getting in the way. Blame yourselves because it was the Cowboys who got in, way, uh, in the way of the Cowboys for 60 minutes in that game. It there wasn't down to the official. That's what, I tell, that's what I tell players when, when, when I coached. We all, they had the same 60 minutes you do. They had the same amount. They had the same amount of time in a quarter as you do. So if you don't win the game, we all have each other to look at. Coaches and players alike, we all have one another to look at. Was that mishandled? Yeah, it was mishandled. I mean, it, that, that it, listen, for what it's worth, San Francisco was jacking up. They were messing oh, up that drive. It, and and I was, I'm glad you brought that up because leading up to that point, I actually thought Dallas's plan to get in range for a Hail Mary was brilliant. They ran that little hook and ladder play to start with C.D. Lamb. Yep. They just worked the sidelines. They weren't trying to you know, pick up big chunk yardage in the middle of the field. I thought, I thought their plan up to that point was fantastic. And then they run a QB draw, and it was almost like San Francisco realized halfway through or partway through that drive, oh, we should probably guard the sidelines. That's where they're going with this. Yeah, and but then, the QB draw was even a good play. He should have slid a little earlier. Yeah. It's, like, and, and if, you were, if you weren't going – like when he slid, he spotted the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah. spotted the ball. Like first off, here's the bad thing, right? The referee – was like if you get a in-shape referee that referee is right there <laughs> if you go look back at the film buddy was like <laughs> 20 30 yards away 
He came running from like 20, 30 yards away, right? So I would have had the ball in my hand. If, 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 I'm, if I'm Dak Prescott, I have the ball in my hand, and I'm like, please, Mr. Referee, hurry, 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 give him the ball. Give him the ball. But they were lined up. So they didn't give him the opportunity to get through there. He's in the like in in, in the uh crosshairs of all the linemen and stuff like that. He tried to get out of the way. He really did. Um I I just I you know, I I, I thought it wasn't a bad idea. You you if you get the ball clocked, you got a chance. And and that's all you got. I don't think they would have got it. I mean, so it's kind of semantics. We're yeah. talking about a play that he, they still had to make. It's like people are upset that that they didn't get an opportunity to make the play or do take the play <laughs> because of the referees. For... But you don't even know if that. Like, do you understand? They would have probably put like eight dudes in in the end zone. It, it, it's like, the, it's the equivalent to me going, son of a bitch, man. I, I didn't get a chance to play lotto. Oh, you weren't going to win anyways. You weren't going to win yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I, I just like and this you whole... might have won, right? That's the thing about it. That's what that's what tweaks people's nervous systems, right? It's like, but you might have won. <laughs> I mean, look, you, you, right? You take... could have won. There's a chance. You yes, there was a chance that they. It's like Dumb and Dumber, right? So you're saying there's a chance, <laughs> one in a million, but yeah, you're there's a chance. Like, so to me. It shouldn't have come to. It shouldn't have come down to that. Agreed. It did come down to it. It could have been handled differently. Everybody knows that. But in the end, the the Dallas Cowboys came up short, and and for what it's worth, they allowed they allowed the Dallas Cowboys to climb back into that game. That was not a competitive. No, game. I agree. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, thankfully, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, take care of business after going down early with the T.J. Watt uh, fumble return touchdown. I thought, uh, you know, based on the bet we made last week that I said I would wear an Antonio Brown jersey and lick a toilet Ugh. if the Steelers won that game. You didn't uh, even come close to having to lick that toilet. Yeah, seat. not even. Yeah, it's uh, you know once once Kansas City gets rolling. Damn, they're fun to watch. But it, the, the story was uh, Ben Roethlisberger and, uh, you know, what appears to be his final game in the NFL. And he, he didn't play bad. They were just completely outgunned in that game. Here was Big Ben afterwards. God has blessed me with an ability to throw football. Blessed me to play in, in the greatest city in Pittsburgh with the greatest fans and the greatest football team and players. And it has just been truly a, a blessing. And I'm so thankful to him for the, the opportunity that, that he's given me. I hope that, that I'm able to pass the legacy of what it is to be a Stealer from again, with Dan Rooney. We, we all miss him. Anyone that knew him misses him. And so it's just um, hopefully I could pass some of that on to some of the guys and it can continue the, the tradition of what it means to be a Stealer and get passed down. So there's, uh, there's Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, look, uh, Terry Bradshaw. Some people was... say that. Hey, some people say that, and it's like tongue-in-cheek. He ain't lying with what he said, but go ahead. No, I, I just, like, to his point in talking about the Steeler organization, and you grew up a Steeler fan, I mean – he really was the greatest quarterback in the history of their franchise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Terry Bradshaw's got the Super Bowl. He's the winningest. Yeah, he's yeah. the winningest. But ben Roethlisberger, that's that's the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. Yeah. And, and to, to see his career start to finish with one team, I, I think that's awesome. And we don't see it a lot now. You know you, you know what? why he's right about Pittsburgh? It's because when, you, when he says, if you knew Dan Rooney, you know, you, you knew a great man. 
they know the community. Think about this now. When you say you have great fans or you have a a city, the city took on the personality of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, if you look at how we are as people, our mentalities are based off of how the Pittsburgh Steelers are. We are tough as hell, tough as nails, tooth chippers. And, and the idea of it is – you it's like for all the places you could live right like i i'll just cite the the guy that that i played for um worked for in dc he lives in potomac potomac maryland if you go to potomac maryland you you realize very immediately that you are not in kansas anymore them them houses are as big as government buildings downtown (laughs) all right if you went to Art Rooney's house, he lived on the Mexican War Streets. That was literally had its back to the hood. To the to the right of his home was Manchester, the hood. The back of him was Perrysville and 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 um uh, uh, what's the name of that area? Golly, I'm, I'm blanking out on it. But Perry, Perrysville area is the hood. And, and, and the Roonies have always been a part of the fabric of Pittsburgh. You could see them out. You could meet them. You could talk to them. You, you could get to know them. They, they were a part of the community in a way where you knew them on a first-name basis. And when you have somebody like Ben Roethlisberger, who in in a losing effort, I mean, that was a, a, a massacre. <laughs> but in that moment, once that game was over and once the pain and of uh, subsided that the reality was they weren't going to win. They were if if the story was true when when Rocky went to fight Ivan Drago, Ivan Drago would have killed Rocky the same way he killed Apollo Creed in real life. All right. But 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 because this was reality and not a movie, the what was supposed to happen happened. And then once that subsided, you now started to look at it from the the perspective of, man, this is really the end of a brilliant era of football for for a brilliant football player. And I think that, you know, for those who may not understand the beginning of Ben's career, you know, because a lot of young guys, they just don't even they don't know current players in the league, let alone you know, six, seven, eight years ago or more, Ben's career was was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal career. It's a Hall of Fame. It's a first ballot Hall of Fame career. So to see it end and and to know that it was like, yeah, it would have been nice to see him, you know, get past Kansas City. It's a feel good story. It's like, wow, they got past him. Like Adrian, you know, like type deal. But that wasn't what it was going to be. Now and and get credit where credit is due. Like you said, they're fun to watch once they get going. And and they found the rhythm. And there was nothing they were going to do about it. No, there was it, nothing Pittsburgh was going to do it, about what Kansas City was doing. It felt like at one point they were just scoring at will. Like it was just like, oh, it was we'll bad. Do this. I mean, third and twenty, and you're throwing a you know touchdown right before half. Yeah, it's just. Hey, I'll tell you what's even crazier. They were scoring so much. I was like, dang, let the pain in. And it was still the third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, there's, there's a Golden State Warriors uh, effect to uh, or, or aspect to Kansas City that's that's really really fun. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever Get your podcast from. Uh, so, without further ado, it's time we put a bow on this bad boy. A little something we do called this. You moron! How could you not get to these stories? You moron! These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, lead the lap to find out what the hell we've missed so far. You guys, an incident that happened during the Eagles-Bucks game that has some fans scratching their heads. That's Bruce Arians slapping the head of Andrew Adams after uh, a play. Uh, why did we not get to this? <laughs> we did now. Shots out to Urban Meyer. You, you yeah. kicked the dude in the leg. In the back of the leg, and they use that as a reason to, to fire you. Did you see how hard Bruce Arians hit him in the head? Hey, look, I I have no problem with it. Nobody like, cares. That, that was that was football. Like that's look, football. I, I all I did was play high school level football because I was terrible. Um, and you guys would know this better than me. But even in high school, that's what coaches did. Like like I, you know how many times a coach players like, do it to each other like, too. Like took took his keys and hit me out by yeah, the way, or keys to the back ring, of the helmet. Oh. Or their, or their whistle. There's all kinds of things that go up against your helmet. Yeah, but people like, oh my God, how it's can like how it doesn't could he make do the that? abuse correct. It doesn't make sense, even though you said that it happened to you. I mean, I remember a coach telling me one time, I, I was playing receiver and I caught a pass. It was like one of these little five-yard He said, son, there has to be something that you're better at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there was that every day. But in that, in that moment in particular, I remember him saying to me, he goes, hey, let me ask you a question. I was like, yeah. He goes, do you like your teeth? And I was like, I guess. He goes, okay. Then don't ever turn inside again. Go to the sidelines right after you make that catch. I was like, you got it, sir. <laughs> no problem. Sir, yes, sir. And that uh, was wise advice. <laughs> I'll knock your teeth out. <laughs> like, Jeez. Like, all right. Like, that all was right. – but, like, nobody nobody complained. Like, there was no, there was no complaining about it. Like, he, he was trying to get the guy's attention. He didn't want there to be a penalty in that spot in the game. You know, I'm just glad he didn't uh, do more damage to his Achilles. Looked like he was hobbling around a little bit there. So. I guess so. He definitely did have that ice pack uh, connected to his Achilles. <laughs> Had to. Oh, yeah. Had to. What else yeah. we got, Lee? You guys, following the Bengals' win, Zach Taylor wanted to create a new tradition. We'll see if it's a one-time thing or a tradition, but he wanted to deliver game balls to the fans. He gave some game balls to players, including C.J. Uzama, uh, who delivered a ball, and he delivered a ball himself to a bar called the Mount Lookout Tavern, along with punter Kevin Huber. I like uh, it. Yeah, it's a new tradition. It would be I love it. I love it. The the Mount Lookout Tavern, huh? 
How is this I love place, it. Lee? Come on, get Lee. Your, get Lee. your city. Get your city involved. Right. I love it, man. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. You know, the Mount Lookout Tavern in Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's take a look at this. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a tavern. Uh, High ceilings, brick well, walls. Looks like a tavern. Yeah. yeah. That's, tavern, taverns in the, the Midwest are um, so amazing. awesome. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, There was a place. Uh, oh, man. This look, Yeah, this looks like the Midwest. Looking Their through. wings and fries are unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is. Uh, pretzel bites, uh, wings and fries. Uh, yeah. Maybe some uh, some onion rings. Uh, yeah. yeah, this yeah. is this anything is anything fried, basically. Yeah, this is a solid Midwest bar. Nice. Like, like this is a uh, this is a them. good spot. There's there's good a, for them. there's a place in um, in Charleston, South Carolina. It was I don't know if it's still there. It was called Max Place. It was a Chicago themed bar, huh. and uh, they did a really good job replicating uh, what what a, a Midwest bar looks like. But this one through and through this Mount Lookout Tavern. Uh, yeah, you can tell people get after it there. That's okay. good stuff. Nice. The Carson Street in Pittsburgh. There's a couple of these ah, places, Carson right? Street. There's well, there's a lot of places in Pittsburgh. You know. Yeah. The Strip. Yeah. You know. There's a lot. There's a there's a, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. It's fun. Carson Street might be the Strip, actually. Go ahead. South Side, man. South Side. Yeah, it goes Damn south right. Side. What else we got, Lee? You guys, another tradition that isn't as happy but very wholehearted. Uh, Coach Rich Bisaccia of the Raiders, following the, the loss to the Bengals, uh, spent the night in his hotel room writing handwritten letters to every player, thanking them for their hard work for this season. That's I, corny. Oh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's oh my God. I ain't with that one. Why do I mean? Come on. The guy's trying to do a nice thing. Why do you got a, a rain on his parade there, LeVar? It's come corny. on. You're a cornball for what, that what, one. What, handwritten letters means you're a cornball? At what point in time do you get disingenuous? Letter number 20, 25, <laughs> 8? How about letter number 2? Yeah, that's... Uh, are you copying and pasting? What, what are you doing at, at, at letter 50? Like, uh, come on. Uh, by the way, I, isn't there a picture of him writing these letters, Lee? There Didn't is. I see that? Like, who's, who's yeah, the photographer? That's so corny. Yeah. Make sure to stay out of the reflection in the mirror, yes. Yeah, that's some cornball stuff. Who's who's the photographer yeah, there? about that. I mean, look, I know he wants the gig, but uh, come on, man. Like, do we have to make sure that this is uh, covered by a photog? I mean, that's a bit much. You know, I mean, now, LeVar, would you immediately, uh, would you eliminate him from your coaching search if that were you, uh, based uh, on that alone? I mean, that's pretty soft tease right there. <laughs> I don't know that I would eliminate him, but I certainly might look at him a tad bit differently after hearing about that. <laughs> because I had written he might have been He might have been a, a shoe-in to get him. And I don't know. Now I'm going to have to think that one through a little bit. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.